Well, hello, Jesse. Hello, Mary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. Well, we are here for another episode of Real Christians in the Real World with Mary and Jesse. All right. So here we are. <laughs> yes. We've been having fun talking about some real life issues. Yes, we have. So today I want to talk about something really kind of crazy. Okay. But not everybody thinks it's crazy. All right. Only that some be so many things. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I want to talk about prepping for end times. Oh, okay. So, you know, there's different types of Christians out there, uh -huh. right? And there's some that don't really think about the end times. Right. And then there's some that the favorite book in the Bible is Revelations. And the next one is, of course, Daniel, because mm -hmm. they are just, you know, read that and know, like, God is telling us to be ready right. for the end times. So... <laughs> What kind of Christian are you? How much prepping have you accomplished? None. No prepping? <laughs> oh, no. So even if the end times don't come, but we get invaded by the Canadians and you can't leave your house, how long can you survive? Not very long. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, no. Uh, those, those Canadians, uh, any Canadians out there, sorry, but I just had to use you as an example because we're in Michigan and we're right on the border. This is true. And, you know, when COVID hit, I think a lot of people were all of a sudden worried. Yeah. And they were thinking like, you know, what if I can't leave my house or what if I get sick and I can't leave my house? Yeah. And, you know, we had all these restrictions. And that's true. I think that's why we did see hoarding. But what mm -hmm. I find interesting is not only were the food off the shelves, but uh -huh. the toilet paper was off the shelves. Right. I mean, if we really had end times, how long do you think the uh, <laughs> America's toilet paper, you know, supply would last us? Uh, not very long. No. <laughs> I think we'd be reverting to wet <clears throat> leaves or something. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, God's word does talk about how in the last days, right, there mm -hmm. would be war and there would be famine yeah. and there's going to be hard times. And so... I'm not sure if necessarily everybody that I know that is a prepper is, is thinking about the apocalypse. Right. But I do think they look at our cultural cultural world experiences mm -hmm. and say, you know, if war did come. Right. Or if, you know, there was some sort of global shutdown of things. Mm -hmm. And, of course, COVID was a perfect example. Right. Um, you know, should we be prepped for that? Now, that's, that seems a little bit more reasonable. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, in, in all reality, you don't really know what, what could happen. I True. think that Absolutely. there are some Christians, like if you think back to the days of Waco with David Crash, mm -hmm. where they had all the guns stockpiled right. and they kind of isolated themselves. I think that's one extreme. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then I think the other extreme is just not ever even thinking about mm -hmm. the future and so what should real Christians in a real world, what is the answer? Is there an answer? I don't think that there's any one right answer to that. Uh, other than we need to just continue to work on our own relationships with God. I did. I read something recently that I thought was really great that was saying you may not need to be prepared for the end time, but you still need to be prepared for your end time. Ooh, that's good. And uh, that really spoke to me because, yeah, maybe we won't see um, 
Christ's return in our lifetime. Maybe we won't see the end times and maybe we won't see war, but we're still going to die at some point. And until that time, we have an opportunity to work on our own faith and work on our relationship with God and just be assured that, you know, we're doing our best to be a light of his love in this world. So not everybody is going to be prepping for the physical, but all of us should be prepping for the spiritual. Is that what I'm hearing you say? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's pretty awesome. And to know where our hearts are, you know, because Mm -hmm. if we do have our last day, I think that the Bible does talk about having wisdom Mm -hmm. and, you know, be wise as serpents, but um, gentle as doves. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm saying that quite right, but that (laughs) was something along those lines. Not that I might, you know, have a biblical degree at all and I should know what these things are, but. That doesn't mean that you have it all memorized. I know, I know. (laughs) But, you know, for us, where we are we think about there could be, mm-hmm. right, a catastrophe. There yeah. could be some sort of end time. And what we do is we don't necessarily have things stockpiled. Right. But we do have plans. Mm-hmm. So we know, like, if we couldn't leave our house, mm-hmm. how we could grow potatoes in the window wells of our right. basement. Or, um, you know, there's certain things that you couldn't, grow right uh-huh. like salt is very hard to, right. to get so like that's something like you, you always want to keep extra salt mm-hmm. or um knowing your neighbors because yeah. a lot of times what's going to happen is the people that didn't prepare are mm-hmm. going to be coming for those that did prepare to basically take take from them right and so like if you know your neighbors if you have mm-hmm. a community of people together um that's always wise you know because you know the bible does talk about Nobody knows the day and the hour, right. and we never know what our future might hold. But obviously, mm-hmm. we should be wise. Yeah, um, we also live in a city that the only way from our side of town to get pretty much out anywhere, yeah, is across a bridge. And right. so we know that if there was some sort of catastrophe, everybody would be trying to cross those bridges. And mm-hmm. so we don't want to be anywhere near that. Right. So our plan, you know, would be to either go further out into the thumb and then mm-hmm. you cross over to Canada, like in Sarnia or Port Huron, mm-hmm. or to go south and then uh-huh. have to come up and around. But it's interesting. We don't necessarily prep right. in, in, uh, in having a lot of things, but I thought it was really interesting and, and I'm not sure, you know, what their official policy is, but I had a friend who uh, knew a woman who was Mormon mm-hmm. and they were in the military together. They were military wives. The okay. husbands were in the military. And the day one of them had to move was mm-hmm. the lady that was a Mormon and they were, so my friend was over there helping her pack up. And when she went into her food pantry, uh-huh. she was just shocked. Yeah, And she said she had so many cans of food in there and so much food and dry goods. And she Uh was just like, what is going on? Like, we have to pack all of this up so you could take it? And she said that's one of the things that they believe is that they should have enough food in their house to last a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So there are, you know, Christians and, Mm -hmm. you know, particular maybe denominations you know, Mormonism is a little bit right. different, and, and we'll sit down and talk about that. What are the differences and yeah. some of these different faiths? But 
you know, there are Christians out there. And I think uh-huh. that it becomes a question of maybe their parents prepped. Right. And maybe their spouse doesn't believe believe in that. Nothing bad's mm-hmm. gonna happen. And so if you're a real Christian living in a real world right. where there are people who are prepping mm-hmm. and maybe there are people who are not, like mm-hmm. is there a right way or wrong way, you know, and how right. does God view that? I think, like I said earlier, that there's like no one right answer to that. I mean, it's just kind of how you choose to to live your life and to what you feel like you're being led to be prepared for and or what you feel most secure with. And I would say that, you know, I I can't imagine God has any issue with that as long as we're not hurting anyone in doing it, that, you know, we do put our faith in him, but that doesn't mean that nothing will ever happen. The Bible's clear about that. You know, we will see trouble in our lives, but he'll be with us. Right. You know, so God never told us okay everything's going to be perfect now so don't ever worry about anything so you know there's there's wisdom in being prepared for things um there's also uh a point to feeling again coming back to how secure you feel about things if you feel like that's something that you need to do to be okay or if that's something that you just don't feel the need for, if you right. feel like, okay, I, I feel secure in um, what God has provided for me now and that he will continue to. Right. You know? Well, and I, I go back to, as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit in us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in our culture, a lot of times we'll call that like, oh, you got, you got um, your gut feeling. Go right. Go your gut. And I always say, that's really the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the Holy Spirit wisdom. Right. And everyone has different convictions and Absolutely. Holy Spirit wisdom gut for them. So, mm-hmm. for example, during the COVID time, there were people in our congregation that felt very strongly that they mm-hmm. should not get uh, vaccinated. Right. And then we had people in our congregation that did want to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I know as the pastor of the church, I receive requests to write letters Mm -hmm. to explain it. And it's like, I'm looking at it saying the Holy Spirit is in this person. And if they feel convicted not to have something done, even Mm -hmm. if I personally maybe think something different, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit's not telling them not to do it. Because maybe they might be that one in a hundred one that would have that risk. Right. So I'm writing the letter saying, look, our faith Mm -hmm. implores us to follow that conviction of the Holy Spirit in Mm -hmm. our heart. And if we don't have peace about something, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't do it. So I think there are some people that they do have that conviction and, you know, they might live their whole life with food in their cupboard for Mm -hmm. for a year. Yeah. And nothing might ever happen. Mm -hmm. And we might think, well, why did they do that all year? Mm -hmm. But we have no idea what their children learned through that process, that they then teach their children, that they then teach their children. And maybe it's not for another five generations, but when all of a sudden something happens, Mm -hmm. maybe those children will have the wisdom and the desire 
to have been ready because they're great, mm-hmm. great, great grandparents, right? Yeah. He did that Holy Spirit wisdom in them and they were prepped and they were taught from little on. Yeah. So I always say you never know why, mm-hmm. but biblically we can look at it and we can see where the scriptures tell us mm-hmm. that troubles would come, right? Right. I remember one of the things Jesus said was, Woe to those, right, that are in the fields, for they should not return home. When they see the desolation of the desecration, you know, come down, that they should run, you know, not even go back home. Don't go back to your coat. Don't do anything. And he said, woe to those women who are pregnant during that time, because Mm -hmm. it's going to be so terrible. And they're going to be running for their lives. So sometimes when I think about prepping, I think, like, we don't know if we're going to be able to stay in our homes or if we're going to have to run for our lives. I would much rather prep and know how to do things yeah. and teach my children how to like plan and hike mm-hmm. and get through the wilderness right. because Jesus talked so much about people running. Mm-hmm. Now we could look at that literally and say what has happened to the Jewish people in Israel over right. the last 2000 years and how many times did they literally have to flee? That's why yeah. they were all across Europe. But I do think there's a lesson in that. Absolutely. And then we also see scriptures where there was a rich man, Jesus said, and he had all of this wealth and he had all of this grain. And he says, I'm going to tear down all my, my barns and I'm going to big up, build up bigger barns and I'm just going to fill them all up with grain. And then I don't have to ever work again because I've got all this stuff stored, right? Got enough food for the next 10 years. And what did Jesus say? The next day he died. Mm-hmm. And he kind of made a point of saying, do not store up treasures here on earth where Ross rust and moth that thieves can break in mm-hmm. but store up your treasures in heaven right and what is he saying he's saying like if you've got extra feel mm-hmm. free to share that with the people who need yeah. it and i believe that's part of our father prayer is give us this day our daily bread he mm-hmm. doesn't say pray that you have bread for tomorrow right we're supposed to pray for our daily bread like mm-hmm. even the manna that came down into the desert for the children of israel they could only take food for one day yeah and I think when you only have enough for one day, you're exerting that faith and saying, I know God is going to provide for tomorrow. Right. Now, I have food in my house for more than one day. <laughs> yeah. I am not saying that. Right. Yeah. All of you who have food in your house for more than a year, I'm not saying you don't have faith in God. Right. That's a conviction you have. But I'm just saying, as Christians, there's so many different points in the scripture you can point to that mm-hmm. really there is no right answer. Absolutely. It is, again, back to what is your Holy Spirit convicting mm-hmm. your heart to do? Right. Yes, and that's exactly it. I was, I was thinking about that when you were talking about the man with the the silos or um, for the grain. Um, it comes down to the heart of it. Ooh, that's good. Because he wasn't saying, okay, well, you know, we'll s- store it so that it's available. You know, I've got more coming in, so we'll we'll get it together for, and I'll share it with others, or even just. Oh, God, you know, gave me this, this, so I'll, you know, I'll, I'll protect it. It was more a heart of, I can take care of me. Mm-hmm. I don't need God. I don't need anyone else. I've got all this grain and I am set and I I am my own God now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it becomes an issue. When we're just saying, okay, look, there are problems in the world. There is an end time coming that we don't know the day. I want to be prepared. 
there's nothing wrong with that, you know, to say, okay, I'm going to do things to make sure, like you say, you know, I know how to, to plant foods and I know how to trap things or, or storing things up, you know, to a certain extent. But if you start getting into a place of putting your faith in that instead of God, rather than as a tool to help along you along the way, then it could be an issue. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking this earlier too, when you were talking about the, the food for a year and, you know, maybe nothing ever did happen and you wonder, but I, I couldn't help thinking while you were talking about that, about the emotional security that that can provide for a family where maybe something smaller happens or something you see the potential of something happening and maybe nothing catastrophic ever does but for some families maybe just knowing okay if it does we will be okay yeah even like a layoff right exactly just having that that set aside to be like okay if if something happens we're going to be okay and that way when the potential arises when something smaller happens there isn't the level of anxiety and fear that then permeates the family. Oh, that's good. So, that's I mean, really you know. But, you know, when you're talking about fear, it does remind me of, I've had friends over the years that have talked about prepping or mm-hmm. um, just bad times coming. And typically it's like they've been listening maybe to media mm-hmm. or a particular um personality that's talking about war like war with the russians it's coming here this or that and i I don't want to call it like fear-mongering but it almost becomes that right where the person that's talking to me about it is not talking to me about it in a wow did you hear this like i'm interested in this let's Mm -hmm. talk about current events which i love to talk about (laughs) but rather they're coming to it with this i'm in great fear yes did you hear this? This is going to happen. How are you yeah. ready for this? And all of a sudden they're talking to me about the future and what they're going to do mm-hmm. with an attitude of fear. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian, I know that perfect love casts out fear. Right. That's a scripture verse. And the perfect love is God. God is mm-hmm. love. And I believe the opposite of love is fear. Yeah. A lot of people say the opposite of love is hate, but really it's fear mm-hmm. because if Satan had his way, he mm-hmm. would not make us all hate each other. Right. He would make us fear each other mm-hmm. because fear is what causes us to lash out. Right. Now, hate and rage can, but more likely it's the fear. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm afraid you're going to hurt me, I'm going to defend myself right. and I'm going to lash out. Mm-hmm. And so when people are have this attitude of, I need to prep because I'm afraid. Yeah. That's fine if you need some reassurance and depending mm-hmm. on what it is. But if you are still constantly staying staying in a state right. of fear, no matter how much more you prep, yeah. my question is, is prepping really the answer to this fear mm-hmm. or is there something deeper going on that maybe right. we should be talking about? Yeah, again, it comes back down to the heart of the issue. You know, you've got those like the man we discussed earlier from the Bible who maybe are looking at it as a way to not need God. Or you've got other people who 
are when you're doing things out of fear instead of out of, okay, what's the logical thing to do here? Or what is God convicting me mm. to do here? If it's just because, okay, I'm afraid, so I'm going to do anything and everything possible to quell that fear. Um, that, that again, like you say, that there's bigger issues there that need to be addressed because no amount of prepping is going to solve the issue in that case. Because if there's no security in your faith, that God will be with you, that he's guiding you to do enough prepping, if that's what you're meant to do, that he will still provide, you know, if something happens, if you're just relying on those supplies and not him, that's when, when it's no longer a, that's when from a faith perspective, that's where it becomes a problem. Yeah. Well, and I think one thing that, you know, we could talk about is the TV, Hollywood visions of prepping, you know, oh, right. end of the world movies. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you look at those and you think that's so unrealistic. Like, you mm -hmm. know, you have this one person that has all of the stuff and mm -hmm. they're just living by themselves, you know, and the reality is, if that ever came to be, there would have been a mob that would have oh raided gosh. that house and taken everything within 10 minutes. Right. Would have lasted them a few seconds and they would, the mob would have moved on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting because over the years we've, we've talked about, you know, we watch a movie like that. You, you say to your husband, you know, well, what would we do if, if that happened? And we used to always say, oh, we will go up north, you know, where we have some family and, you know, go off some property by ourselves somewhere, you know, go up to Canada or, you know, the UP or somewhere right. far away from any big cities. <laughs> and over the last probably five years, uh, my attitude has changed mm -hmm. where my attitude is if something catastrophic happened. And I would say this to my husband. I said, you take the kids, mm -hmm. you guys go up north, get away from society. Mm -hmm take care of the kids, raise them, you know, let them have a future. And I'm going to, and if I have to do it on foot, you know, because a lot of the movies, like the cars all right. mysteriously don't work anymore, you know. I'm like thinking, I probably could get a riding lawnmower to work and just ride that one down. But uh, if you could old bicycle, what do I got? But I would come down to the Great Lakes Dream Center, Mm -hmm. And I would just unlock all of the doors. Mm -hmm. I would put out everything we had, just let the mop come and take mm -hmm. it. Get, get, it's all gone. It's, you know, let it come and go so they're right. not smashing the windows right. and everything to get into it. And then once everything is gone, just I personally would just be in the sanctuary praying. I just would be praying and I would be available because soon after the initial crisis is done, and if this is the new reality for people, I think that. Once you figure out the physical part, now it's that spiritual part yeah. of, okay, now crap, this is our new life. I need God to help me. And so I would, I could, I could envision people coming and finding mm -hmm. their way to the dream center. And maybe they'd be initially coming and saying, Hey, do you have any more toilet paper? Right. And I'm going, that's all gone folks. I'm using right. copy paper over there <laughs> in a bucket. But then to be able to offer that prayer mm -hmm. into if possible, become some sort of spiritual leader mm -hmm. for, you know, what many people consider one of the roughest areas of Bay City. Mm -hmm. And I would think 
that's the most number one thing they would need more than food, right. more than the toilet paper. And, you know, over the years, my husband would just be quiet when he heard me say that. But lately, it's so funny. The last time I mentioned it, my son, Wesley, who's 15, was like, what do you mean we're going up north and we're leaving you in Bay City? He goes, we're not leaving you in Bay City. He's like, if you're going to the Dream Center, I'm coming with you. Aww. But that's that him rising up, you know, as a man and right. wanting to protect and him understanding, like, my heart conviction. And that, mm-hmm. again, we've talked about this before, that we wouldn't be doing that for us. We'd be doing that because somebody needs right. us. Well, and I couldn't help thinking while you were talking about that, that, like you say, the prayer, the faith. The community oh, that's is what's most needed in those times when there is crisis, when you don't know what to do, that rather than isolation, mm-hmm. to do our best to come together and support one another, I think, you know, would be what would be most beneficial and most needed. You know, okay, how can we help each other? Who has what skills? Who knows how to do these things? How can we rebuild our our society for our little area and then maybe branch out to help others too? Yeah, that's powerful. I do think that when you come together out of fear, Mm -hmm. bad things happen. Yeah. But when you come together out of self-sacrifice and love Mm -hmm. and say, all right, look, you know, because... The loudest voice is what people hear, what they typically typically follow. And, you know, for me, my conviction is I got a pretty loud voice. (laughs) And if the Lord has put this conviction on my heart to come and be the voice, you know, for him or at least the voice for love. Right. um, And a voice for um, the principles that Jesus has, that if that's what he calls me to do, I have to follow that heart conviction as well. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're almost wrapping up oh, here. We are. I thought this was probably a pretty interesting uh, topic for you, huh? It was. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that I've really never thought about. <laughs> I know. I know. It's interesting because I, I've been in some circles where this is a big topic. Yeah. You know, this is a big thing, you know, you know, hearing about the different ways that people prep and back of my heart I always think like oh I hope they're able if something does happen to be able to stay where they're at and actually use those things they've prepared but if anything they've learned how to do those Mm -hmm. things so if they do have to go right they can take that skill and knowledge with them so I don't think there's anything wrong with preparing yourself your children to know Mm -hmm. how to survive absolutely and you know anything you can practice and do now that you feel convicted to to, to do and a lot of people like to grow their own vegetables or um know how to you know bug out like it just becomes (laughs) something fun you know like they'll they'll get dropped off in the middle of an urban city and they've got (laughs) to be able to hike you know out without you know using any technology Uh and I just find it interesting, you know, the things that we do to pass our time. Right. But just don't let it become fear. Right. That's yes. just my only heart. Hard call for all of you <laughs> Christians out there is that perfect love casts out fear. What does that mean? That means God loves you so much. Amen. And no matter what dark valley you go down, he is with you mm-hmm. and he will be with you. So I don't need to fear if I didn't prepare enough food. Right. Because he will make up. For what I didn't right. prepare. I will do my best. Yeah. But. God will do the rest. That's right. Well, this is Mary. And Jesse, And we are real Christians. In the real world. 
And we hope you join us again. Yes. I you think people are like sharing these yet, telling their friends. Well, considering that at this point in time, we haven't posted any yet, probably not. Well, but if they're <laughs> listening to it, this is probably not our first one. True. So hopefully you are sharing this <laughs> and you're telling your friends. And if you're not, please do so. And you could always hit the review button. Give us five stars, even if we only deserve two stars, because one day we will be five-star podcasters. Right, Jesse? That sounds like a good goal. That's right. So well, we could call that faith. You know, a lot of people have yes. faith, and they're supposed to speak it, name it, claim it. Yes. We're claiming five stars, folks. Okay. Help us reach our goals. <laughs> So we have a few more topics we're going to be talking about. So they need to tune in for the future, yes. right? And honestly, if they had any suggestions for topics, that oh, would be interesting too. Yes. What people are interested in hearing. I think you set up us a new email. What is that? That is realchristiansrealworld at gmail.com. Realchristiansrealworld at gmail.com. Yes, it is. All right. So if they send that email. I hope I said that right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if we don't own that one yet, we will today, won't we? <laughs> no, I did set it up. I'm just trying to remember if I had the in the, but I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's just real Christians, real world at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, definitely check out the comments below. We will uh, fix that if need be. But I am pretty sure I got an email from you already and it was real Christians, real world at gmail.com. Sounds good. Signing off, and we will see you soon. God All bless. Right.